How do I get started if I'm new to ABAR work? I'm an avid horror movie fan. My friends find it simultaneously amusing and strange that my idea of a relaxing evening is scrolling through streaming apps trying to find a horror film that I haven't seen. Not long ago, a friend and I were talking about an upcoming movie, and he asked me, what do you think makes people feel scared? As a horror enthusiast, I've always been fascinated by this question, and I've come to believe that fear comes from a lack of control, aside from the amygdala in our brain. It's not about not knowing the outcome of a situation. It's the inability to predict how, what, or when something is going to happen. Take the example of riding a roller coaster. You know it's going to drop. You know that slow ride up the hill is going to make your heart race. Even though you know exactly what's going to happen, the fear comes from not having any control over the impending drop. For some people, this fear is thrilling and exciting, and for others, their worst nightmare is a trip to Six Flags. For educators who are new to anti-bias and anti-racist or ABAR work, there may be a myriad of worries coming from different directions. The good news is that you do not have to take on everything at once. We can start to make progress by confronting what makes us nervous and be proactive by setting ourselves up for success. I believe the insecurities that can hold educators back stem from the same place, the unpredictability of classroom conversations, recognizing your own ignorance, the fear of making mistakes or not knowing enough, and not knowing how students, caregivers, and administrators might react. Over the past few years, I've spoken to hundreds of teachers about why they're not engaging with their students in conversations surrounding ABAR issues. Given the history of racial injustice and social inequality in the United States, as well as events unfolding every day, it's extremely hard to ignore these topics. The majority express their desire to engage, but avoid ABAR topics because they're afraid of saying the wrong thing. In these moments, we must remember that too much is at risk to avoid this work, and centering our own comfort is a reflection of the privilege we hold. When educators wonder how they can work around defensive caregivers and unsupportive administrators, some fear being accused of pushing a political agenda on students, and others feel completely overwhelmed by finding resources, self-educating, and educating their students. Despite having read up on critical race theory and culturally responsive practices, they have no idea what concrete steps to take in order to actively engage with students or write a lesson plan. If any of these concerns resonate with you, rest assured that you are not alone. Taking the first step to address issues around ABAR can be intimidating. Before you begin, it helps to accept that mistakes will be made. Sometimes the lessons and conversations with students will be complicated and messy, and you should get comfortable saying, that's a good question, I don't know. To build a student-centered community of learners, educators have to engage in deep self-reflection and identity work, decenter themselves, and relinquish some control of their classroom. While this may sound scary, it's possible to set yourself up with strategic, proactive choices. Develop a lens for anti-bias practices and don't reinvent the wheel. 
Every educator I interviewed for this book was asked the same question. What advice would you give to a teacher just starting out with developing their ABAR lens in practice? Nearly everyone gave a variation of the same response. You have to start with yourself. An ABAR teaching practice does not solely exist between the time the school bell rings and the time students are dismissed. While I have been engaged in this work for a number of years, I'm constantly reading and listening to people who have lived experiences different from my own. Like most folks, I sometimes feel uncomfortable when presented with a perspective that pushes against a preconceived notion, but I try to view these moments as opportunities to grow and learn. Accept that ABAR work is open-ended and abstract. Because our learning and comfort exist on a spectrum, there is no finish line to cross.